Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. In the name of one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. In preparing for my sermon this week, I discovered the story of Janus Korczak. Korczak was a pediatrician and author best known for an orphanage he founded in Poland just before the Second World War. And what strikes me about his story is not just that he gave these orphans a hopeful home, but that when the Nazis decided to relocate the orphanage to the Warsaw Ghetto, that Korczak made an intentional choice to move with them, that he loved his children so much that their home became his. Though given numerous opportunities to leave, Korczak chose to stay, to dwell fully in living conditions that were desolate and filthy. And he did this all out of a deep love for these orphans. In 1942, the Nazis came to take the 200 children to an extermination camp. Korczak was again offered the chance to leave. But there was something about the depth of his love that made him unwilling to let the orphans die alone. And one can imagine that he had a moment where he had to ask himself how far he was willing to go, how much he would sacrifice to be in solidarity with his children. Because when push came to shove, there is a question he had to answer. Do I love them enough to board the train to die? Korczak did board the train, making it a beautiful and also a heartbreaking story. But as a pastor, what it makes me present to is that deep down, we all wonder if there was someone who could ever love us that much. And we ask this question because in our fearful moments, we feel like orphans in this world unprotected, vulnerable, and as Paul says in his letter to the Romans, waiting for adoption. And I certainly don't mean to equate our experience of life with the 200 orphans that Corkzak cared for, but I do intend to remind us of our fragility as human beings, to acknowledge that behind the makeup, and the trophies, and the small talk, and the distractions, and the action items that fill our life, there lives a loneliness, a question as to whether anyone is with us as we navigate life alone, and perhaps even a fear that no one could ever know what it's like to walk in our shoes. There's a Peanuts cartoon that has little Linus afraid to be alone by himself in the library. And Charlie Brown tries to explain to him that everyone is lonely in some place or another. 
Well, where is that place for you? Linus asks. Charlie ponders the question for a moment, then he answers, the earth. The earth can be a lonely place. I mean, it certainly was for Mary and Joseph in the days leading up to Jesus' birth. They are forced to take a trip at a very inconvenient time in their life. Mary is nine months pregnant. Joseph, he drops the ball on making hotel reservations. Meaning Mary has to give birth in conditions that, if we're honest, are desolate and filthy. There's no family in the waiting room, no epidural, no roof over her head, no place to lay her child, but a feeding stall for animals. Was the birth of Jesus beautiful? Absolutely, but my God, it must have been so lonely. Mary and Joseph, they must have felt so unprotected, so vulnerable, and so desperate to be at home. And my guess is that you come here this evening knowing something of that place in your own heart, that desire for someone to dwell fully with you, to feel your unique pain, And that beneath that loneliness, if we have the courage to keep digging, that you will find at the very ground of your being a deep desire to be loved. To know that who you are is beautiful. To know that your pain is not meaningless. And above all, to know that someone is walking in your shoes with you. You know, there's a great story about a little girl who woke up in the middle of the night. She was very frightened. In fact, she was scared that in the darkness around her were all kinds of ghosts and monsters. And so she ran out of her room and jumped into bed with her parents. Her mother calmed her down, took her by the hand, and led her back to her room where she put on a light and assured the child that there was nothing to fear, that she was not alone, that God was with her in that room. And this did not please the little girl. And so her mother calmly asked, God is here with you. What more do you need? To which the little girl replied, I know God is here, but what I need is someone who has some skin. What makes the Christian faith so wonderful and scandalous is that God demonstrates God's love, not by getting us a set of rules to follow or even a strategy to make the world a better place. No, the meaning of Christian is that God so loved the world that God gave us his skin, that the fullness of God dwelt fully in and through this vulnerable, unprotected child born to Mary and Joseph, that God would make the sacrifice of laying his glory aside to be in solidarity with us. And so I don't know what pain or what loneliness you have brought with you to church tonight, but I do know that you are fully welcome here. Not because you've invited Jesus into your heart, but rather because long, long ago, before you were even born, the one for whom and through whom you were made, he invited himself into yours. 
into your world, into your life, into your heart, into your shoes. This is the meaning of the incarnation that God is more intimate to you than you are to yourself. And what this means is that there is nothing for us to fear. Not because bad things won't happen, but because when they do, we know that Christ is near, that God knows what we know in a concrete, fleshy way, and that we are never, ever alone. Because here's the thing, to say that God is love is nice. But if we say nothing but that, that's not really shocking or surprising, or to be honest, it's not even that interesting. But what's shocking and what's surprising and what's interesting is a God who would board the train to die. That God would love his children so much that their home would become his. And as Luke tells us, this is good news of a great joy that is for all the people, that who you are is beautiful, that your pain, your story is not meaningless or wasted, that you will not die alone, that death is not an end, that the word became flesh and dwelt fully with us, and that God himself knows what it's like to walk in our shoes. For to you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen.